Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 23rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Just uh, ready to knock out more of this. It's, uh, we're spending it's the most a, wonderful a heavy, time of the year. Heavy research, spending time Week. with family, researching at night, you know, just trying to, trying to put stuff together here. Yeah. I know we do the kind of this is a lot of work every year, but um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. I've, I've yeah, I've uh, yeah been doing a lot of research. Not going to get into it, but yeah, a lot of time at the computer, digging through the archives. Not a lot of time with the family. Ready for Christmas. Hope everybody has a great Christmas. This will be the last episode before that. If you celebrate that, enjoy it. Thank you for your continued support. We'll be back probably next week. New Year's, New Year's, the week between New Year's with a few more installments or one more installment. We'll see. One, of year one or review. two. Yeah, one or two one more or two. installments. One or two. We're going to pick up today, this Friday, with the hey, Travelers. What? While, while we're here. Great last yeah. minute Christmas gift for a golfer, Club TFE. And by last minute, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. It's out in the metaverse, like Digital Jack. You just print it out, or you can just talk about it. You can just, send an email, whatever you want to do. You could do Club TFE. I got a glimpse last night at the first video. So we get a monthly video for members. <clears throat> got a glimpse, looked at it, preview. Really cool stuff. I'll just say that. At a, a very highly anticipated, uh, much publicized golf course that people are, you know, Eager to read, watch, learn, always learn more about. Uh, cool little video about yeah. construction and, and golf course architecture, things like that, how, how you design things. So uh, yeah, members will get a monthly video for that if you sign up to uh, Club TFE. The videos are going to be fun. <clears throat> the blog, I think the blog is going to be actually the most fun. It, and, you know, the catch basin maybe is the is the, what we call it. Um, but uh, with that, you know, it'll be all digital Jack wouldn't have gone unnoticed in the catch basin. Oh, digital Jack would have had a, a full week celebration in the catch basin, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, all so, right, let's get to it. Go to uh, friday.com slash membership, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 120 bucks, bucks for the whole whole year. And yeah. uh, I think you're going to be happy with the what you get. You're going to look back on the year and say, I got I got my money's worth here. I hope so. Good. I, I hope so I, too. I agree. Otherwise, I agree I'll with feel you, though, bad. based on everything I've seen sketched out. So, um, all right, let's get to the Travelers Championship. I, I mentioned last week or last episode that Northwestern starts popping at me at the start of this week. NU Athletics is shouting at me. You're you're getting in my kitchen, delightful, gleefully. Chicago's getting in Big the Ten thread. Team. Listen, yeah, they they come after you. Happy they're popping me. Um, <laughs> So you're very excited about this. This week starts with Brooks turning heel. Um, 
he starts curiously scrubbing his social media accounts. It used to Can say. Can you explain PGA why the NU? What what happened? They were claiming. Were they claiming? I, I tweeted victory? like Northwestern claiming Fitzy is just preposterous. I tweeted that. I mean, you got Mike Greenberg having him on Get Up and talking about the Purple Nation or whatever they call themselves and. Everybody associated with Northwestern, one form or fashion or another, is um, tweeting about the the victory, like they won a Rose Bowl or something. And uh, Fitzy, of course, went there for like three and a half weeks, maybe. Uh, <laughs> did not like the school. He didn't. He liked Northwestern and still kind of wears the colors occasionally. Um, so it was a big, big victory lap for Northwestern. I said, this is preposterous and whatever. I, I was half joking. And then you got in my kitchen about that, the, the athletics uh, handle on Twitter got at me. So, and then everybody else from Northwestern also piled on, which is their right. And uh, it was enjoyable. Um, all right. So the week starts really travelers. Brooks turns heel. Uh, he is in the field. He's on a lot of the advertisements on PGA tour.com as a travelers championship commit. Uh, but then we start seeing, I think no lane up had a tip and they surfaced it. You know, he scrubs his social media accounts, the profile. It used to say PGA tour. It no longer, redirects to his charity or his foundation um it quickly comes out that he's leaving uh people drag up old quotes from february 23rd 2022 talking about live i don't see it backing down they can just double up and they'll figure it out they'll get their guys someone will sell out and go to it that's brooks kepka talking about people going to live um it's it's brought up i think ryan lavner this brings up at the u.s open uh, he had asked Kepka point blank why he'd only played the majors over the past f- few months. Suggestion being that he was either hiding an injury or he was done playing the tour to hold out for Liv. Kepka said that he'd just been busy with his early June wedding. After saying a few answers earlier, just a few answers earlier, that his now wife Jenna had done nearly all the planning herself for that wedding. So everybody bringing up these Brooksy contradictions about selling out, about say his wedding planning. Whoops. Maybe not. I think you don't um, think Brooksy's a big wedding planner, given no. especially given Spartan Butters' uh, revelation yeah. that Brooks tended Sets to play a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite um, weddings. Kevin Van Valkenburg tweets: Few performances have ever been less sincere than Kepka's quote. How dare you? I haven't even thought about this. Meaning live routine at the U.S. Open just a week ago. Jenna was more convincing and committed to a role in the Sharknado movie. Is that KVV <laughs> says relating to? Uh, you know, the indignant Brooks at the U.S. Open. Um, what else? Uh, PGA Tour comms tweets, which is just great. Everything's out there already. It's out there. PGA Tour comms has to has to tweet. Brooks Kepka is a WD from the Travelers Championship and is replaced in the field by Mark Hubbard. And everyone's like, why is he WD? What happened? Is he injured? What's going on? So, like, it's just kind of the sort of the formal needing to tweet about it was, was ratioed. Uh McElroy, Rory calls Kepka's actions, quote unquote, duplicitous. Because uh, this one seemed to really kind of yeah. kickstart the personal nature of this divide. Brooks was apparently, you know, on the range. Uh, you know, in recent weeks had been pledging to support the PGA Tour, anti-live. Then all of a sudden he's seen on the ridge talk, range talking to Phil, which was kind of a giveaway because they apparently do not like each other very much. Um so comms, it's just, it really starts heating up this week, really heating up because Kepka's PGA Tour comms, Kepka's a WD. Then they announced JT is a WD. 
from the traveler. So everyone immediately was like, oh my God, is JT? No way. So like every WD in an event this time is thought or high profile one is considered Izzy bolting for the Portland or whatever next live event. And JT has to like issue a statement saying my back hurts. I'm taking a week off. I, I had to back out last second. Um, same thing sort of happens with Colin Morikawa. There's, I don't know who started it. There's like a secret tour pro that's just still an account. Tweets like something about Morikawa is gone. Some rumor account says Morikawa is uh, is going to live. He has to issue a statement saying, you know, I said the media loves creating drama. Sure enough, I woke and it wasn't media. It was like random Twitter accounts. Sure enough, I woke up this morning to everyone thinking I'm next. I told you so. To state for the record, once again, you are all absolutely wrong. I've said it since February at Riviera that I'm here to stay on the PGA Tour and nothing has changed. Now, if you excuse me, I've got to got some cereal to pour in my milk, uh, which is his little quirk of how he eats cereal, I guess. But it's just this cascading sort of, I don't know, to use a Brooksy term, clout. You don't know what's happening. Like, there's just every name is getting thrown in and everybody's got to deny it. Um, Abraham answer does not deny it. He announces that he's gone. To start a traveler's week. Patrick Cantley is extremely evasive, like a bad non-answer. Doug Ferguson asked him at Travelers, like, look, I, I don't think you've ever been asked, but point blank, have they approached you? And what have you said? What would you say? He goes, uh, uh, I let my team uh, handle that. And uh, there's nothing uh, out there. You know, I'm paraphrasing, which, you know, I, I could speak to on that. And everyone's like, whoa, that was not a very... Um, definitive answer one way or another you know what i um, love about this it's like it's very clear you know this is, this is a smoke kind of thing right you know where yeah. there's smoke there's fire and like yep. at some point we're gonna get like some like hostile answer from xander about how he never like thought about it or anything and it's like right. dude it's very clear, clear. That you had like All right never considered <laughs> intense it. negotiations maybe at one point signed like you know but at some point from Cantley and Xander we're going to get like a very like uh defensive I I I'm here I I never you know even thought about it type moment I I guarantee it yeah so we don't even know where a lot of this is coming from NLU talks about how the Pumpkin Ridge GM has been talking a big game and there was like thought that that was the source of the Morikawa rumor that started spreading really quickly um, but it's just like they're leaking it one by one, Liv is. Um, and so this is like, it starts to become really the height of this whole who's going, who's not. Um, <coughs> what else? Uh, Jay Monahan calls a policy board meeting, which, um, you know, we're just kind of, it's still coming out of the US Open. And this is immediately like 7.30 a.m. Tuesday, right back to the Live uh, Liv fight with the policy board meeting. Um, and then we get, the big announcement or at the time, a big announcement that the tour is sort of reformatting its schedule for the following year, like effective immediately that they're announcing eight events, eight limited, no eight limited field, no cut events with purses of 20 million or more each for the top 50 finishers in the prior FedEx cups, prior seasons, FedEx cup standings. Now this would all be gone by the, you know, some form of it by the Delaware delegation meeting, in August would again kind of wash away this initial response. Um, 
And it's it, it, Golf Digest it's initially reports to look that they, at where the tour was going. Right. Right. Uh, Golf Digest initially reports that the eight events will be in the fall. And everybody's like confused by that. Like they're going to play, you're going to have in the top 50 play eight events in the fall for like $20 million. So that gets a little like, but, but it, then it's reformatted to be like, it will be across the year. Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's just oh. amazing the in t- extreme lengths that the tour consistently went to to preserve a really shitty system. Like right without like and it's obviously like and that's something that's apparent throughout this is like and even still today they are they are doing everything they can to not just like completely restructure the tour and at this point in time like like this was the time to just you know and it still is I mean it's not never too late but this was the time right here to be like you know what like we're clearly getting just like you know, ravaged by the live tour and it's time to change. Like we have yeah. to. Yeah. So, I mean, part of this announcement, these are proposed changes was a calendar year based schedule. So we're getting away with the fall, uh, increased purses for, you know, more or less elevated events like Kapalua, Genesis, API players, match play Memorial, like the regular three event. This, this was a thing and now gone three event limited field international series in the fall. I don't know where that's that went. Exactly Twenty million. Those guys. That's what the guys wanted to do: was play more golf in the fall, <laughs> internationally, all across all, the globe. All the feedback from from uh, guys going to live, all the top players was like, you know what? I I just want to play more golf. Uh, there's a false, but they do this stuck. I believe restructured FedEx Cup. Only the top seventy are now in the FedEx Cup, and the fall schedule is those out top outside of the top seventy continue to compete for status. So this is announced. Uh, out of this policy board. Jay Monahan has a big press conference on Wednesday, six minutes into the press conference announcing all these changes. Liv sends their release announcing Brooks Kepka. So like the petty wars are really heating up uh, as they try to battle back and forth. Um, that was a big, I don't know, seemed big at the time. Like the PGA Tour is, is changing everything. In that press conference, Monahan says, if this is an arms race, And if the only weapons here are dollar bills, the PGA Tour can't compete with a foreign monarchy that is spending billions of dollars in an attempt to buy the game of golf. Uh, And he also added that they are an irrational actor, which really got you worked up. And many others, you know, it's a... Maybe they're spending money in a way that's not... I don't know, rational to you, but they weren't like completely a rational actor. Obviously they had goals and cash and some smart people behind it or involved. It's Um, yeah. I like that quote is like, clearly I don't understand what a competitive business structure is because in, in, in a competitive business, people do irrational shit all the time. I mean, look at Costco. Costco sells those your favorite item, those rotisserie. rotisserie chickens at a massive loss. Right. Just to get people in the store. And right. that's what Liv was doing is they're they're taking massive losses, massive like things that don't make sense, but they know that the long term goal was like you have to get all the stars. It, it, and now we see it outlined in that McKinsey report, right? Like yeah. they have to get the big names in order <coughs> for this to be so you have to spend irrational sums of money to get those big names to just like drop what's what's made them millions of dollars. Like, I don't know. It, it's just Monahan. I can't believe he still has a job. 
Um, like he, he was caught with his pants down, like not like at every turn at this point in the year. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's many tweets about it. I, I, they just kind of underestimated an opponent with gazillion dollars, which you know, regardless of what you think the PR hits might be for them because of their human rights records. I mean, at the very base level, they were not prepared to take on an opponent with that was better funded than them. So that that's that's the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and they were reactive the entire year. Uh, so more on that. Um, so they announced all these new changes, more guaranteed, no f- no cut events. Uh, this begins like this whole Phil was right, like notion that Phil, which like so by the way they don't have on. the cash. The tour doesn't have the ca- like they're still trying to figure out who's going to be the sponsors, who's going to foot the cash. Like Phil suggesting there are twenty billion in digital assets. There's eight hundred million in this, that, or the other is not accurate. So jumping on that. Taylor Talor Gooch tweets, you're welcome with the Moana, you know, the rocks and you're welcome to this, you know, like he's personally responsible, (laughs) tweets it over the PGA Tour, the PGA Tour's announcement about these changes. He goes, you're welcome. Like Taylor freaking Gooch, not like Tiger Woods, anybody is responsible for growing purses. (laughs) Tron, Tron gets in a heated back and forth, and Telor is responding to Tron. Tron calls him a twat. Uh, at least pick a better gift, um, you know. And and Taylor's Telor is responding to him, and, and Tron suggesting that Telor didn't get his money up front, and it's against his future winnings. And it later comes out that Telor was maybe thought he was just signing up for London only and didn't realize he would be banned. <laughs> like there's just this back and forth. So Telor puts his neck out there. Uh, to tweet about saying, you know, he caused these changes of the PGA Tour and gets popped. To, to Laura, really, um, you know, to be completely honest, like I didn't foresee in no world in January did I foresee <laughs> to Laura kind of ascending to the to the realm of of Bryson and Patrick yeah, Reed yeah. levels of like content sure. bonanza. Yep. But but he did. He became just. You know, maybe his high water mark is coming shortly, but he became (laughs) a content sensation. Every time he turned around, he was saying something that just, you know, generated easy things to just kick around for 20 minutes. So now there's a lot of the tour is changing. There's a lot of angst about the pack, right? And somebody tweets, John Peterson tweets the pack like payouts and Kevin Streelman gets paid out $2 million on this balance sheet. And he's like, Kevin Streelman doesn't need to worry about making a cut. And Jolie D responds, you do realize the money on this balance sheet is his on course earnings, not some payment for being on the pack. And John Peterson is quickly kind of sidles slides away. Um, What else? GSE, the agency really starts to come under scrutiny this week as, as more and more leave. Um, Eugenio Chikara is announced as a GSE client. So like people are starting to pop on this agency as, as basically, you know, filling its coffers with this Saudi challenge. Chikara was a big deal because of the, the idea, like it, it spurred this, um, you know, yeah. notion that, Oh, like the youth and the, the kind of pipeline is really at risk. Yeah, I'll get to that here in a second, or I'll just do it now. I mean, there's Pearson Cootie comes out and talks about how he was 
offered like staggering amounts of money, but he wanted to play on the PGA tour. Um, Chikara is gone now. Uh, Cootie, who I think had just won. Yeah. He's wins this week, the live and work in Maine. And he was number one on PGA tour university says, quote, seeing that kind of money was a new, it was a kind of wow moment for me. It was a crazy amount of money, but I love the American tour. I never saw myself as a live golfer, but a PGA tour golfer. So joining Chikara are Matt Wolf and Carlos Ortiz, uh, this week. Um, so yes, it becomes like this thing of how are we going to, you know, it's like they have whoever, I don't know, Matt Jones, right? That's one thing, but to take like potentially next level superstars that, that opens up a new front in this battle. Um, elsewhere this week, Nick Faldo announces he's retiring from full, from full-time broadcasting. Trevor Immelman is announced as the lead golf analyst. Uh, so people think for a minute, Faldo is going to live broadcasts. Like, why is he quitting now? This is unexpected, which, you know, we had heard it was actually coming. Um, and, and Faldo responds like he's only interested in quote unquote championship golf. Why would Greg? And he tweeted like a troll of Greg Norman. Like, I think Greg Norman's seen enough of me in the last like 30 years. Like I'm not going to, not going to live golf. Instead he went to college game day. He's doing, you know, picks and all these things like that. Um, from Montana, right? Yeah. He also had a big monologue. I thought it was one of his better moments on Brooks. So Brooks is a hot topic. CBS has to start talking about this on broadcast. And he talks about Brooks. He's like, you have to have enjoyment of what you're doing, like in anything in life. It it was several minutes. And like Brooks is not going to have enjoyment doing this. And like no matter how much money you have, like you have to be enjoying what you're doing. And everything we've seen from Brooks is he likes high level championship golf. And is he really going to enjoy this? So this is like Faldo, CBS, really having to acknowledge a lot of these defections on air. And this was an in-the-booth moment, I think, with Andrew Catalan. Um, All right, what else do we got this week? Um, Roy McIlroy immediately goes out with a 62. He's tied with JT Poston. But like then he hit like a he made a quad on Friday or something. He was, Rory was incredible, had a bunch of birdies and then like made a quad and a double. And all of a sudden he was like in the middle of the pack. And we just thought this was like, he'd been so hot, but not winning necessarily at PGA Brookline. But, but we figured he would just clean up at the travelers, the whole DL three syndrome winning the week after, but quickly makes a quad and and like finished tied for 19th. Um, So hit the gala this week uh, came so close after Phoenix, Mm -hmm. um, he hit in a fairway bunker. A lot of criticism for his strategy at 18. He hit a, I think, a driver. People are like, just hit a three-wood, three-wood. Rips driver. Goes not, like, pretty much up against the lip of this bunker. And he goes for it and tries to hit out. Leaves it in the bunker. Then, like, hits it to the rough. Right. Then has to, like, kind of hack out. It makes a double to basically hand Xander Shoffley. He insists after the round that he bladed it in the bunker and that it wasn't the lip. It wasn't a strategy. He just never, you know, he hit a poor shot. He bladed it. So he gets a little, uh, he goes, I had room there and he gets criticized for a strategy. Um, Xander ends up winning pretty comfortably. Uh, thanks to that double bogey on 18 for the gala who led, you know, for got really hot and led for much of Sunday, the early favorite on Sunday. And everybody assumed he'd win was Patrick Cantley. 
<laughs> he made only three pars. He shot 76. I remember Worst score. Second worst terrible. of the day. Yeah, it was him and Xander. They were like, you know, we started calling it a house cat convention and Hartford and things like that. But, um, uh, and he had had that weird answer about live in the start of the year, uh, start of the week. And he was just awful. Shot 76. He hit a shot on a par three that was 57 yards short and just shot out of the sky in the middle of the water. I don't know what if you remember this. And all of a sudden, he was the betting favorite. He I was think like he a three to two. If I, I was watching, but that. it was on a tee. It was it was a yeah, par three laid sod halfway into the lake on this par three, 60 yards short of the the target. He was the betting favorite at the start of the week, start of the day, Sunday, and he was all of a sudden like five shots back by like the 13th hole. Can't even get it off the tee. People are like, did he forget? It's like the Monstars had stolen his ability to play golf. It was very bizarre for Patrick Cantlay. Uh, This was Xander's first converted 54-hole lead. He had been 0 for 4. um, And obviously it opened up a little bit with Sahith's mistakes at 18. I enjoyed this quote, which is sort of contradictory. In a small way, this is a big win for me mentally. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's a small way. It was a big win. So he converted his 54-hole lead. You pop him as, quote, unquote, ascending the deliberate player's scale. There's some angst around this from Shackelford and others. He was a little little slow, a little deliberate in this Hartford week, but even though he got, got the win. Um, what else? happened oh thorpe Jornson. remember michael thorpe Jornson oh, yeah. made a real run to become the first over. am yeah he was like in the hunt on the back nine on sunday yeah yeah um yeah i think he led at one point early on sunday there's a runaway golf cart which is nuts driverless <laughs> golf cart going down the hill and this volunteer thinks about jumping in front of it before it plunges into a pond and sinks to the bottom like a stone. PGA Tour, DMCA, nuked the video. I don't know why. It was amusing, whimsy, cart just driving itself into the bottom of a lake. Uh, Kokrak, you remember this is DQ'd. He hits it like 30 yards over the green and just walks off, doesn't sign a card, DQ'd. Many assume he's just, this is how he ejected for live, but I don't think it was. I think, he, I don't know, remember if it was a pace of play thing, but. He hit it 44, 44 yards over the green into the spectators on the road. And then got a, apparently just drove off. Never signed his card. DQ, Jason Kokrak. Um, that's it for uh, Travelers. But women's PGA this week at oh, Congo. So well much done. here. So much here. It's is, announced. I, you know, I just want to get this out right away. I, I honestly, and this is not a malice, lead, but I don't think there's anything in golf more um, intriguing than Alexi Thompson Sunday lead in a huge event. We'll get to that. Yep. Yep. So this is a con- congressional. It starts the week uh, again with commendable announcement that KPMG women's PGA are not doubling their purse. I think to 9 million immediately this year. Uh, remember That's the a, Thursday, you know how cool that is just to like turn up and have the purse doubled. Yeah. Not bad. It's pretty yeah. sick. Like, yeah yep um i like so the it, surprise aspect of it right i think you know maybe instead of one of these majors should go the complete opposite of um of of the usga and like announce their announce their site that they're hosting like the week before 
like book your plane ticket you know to, on monday morning figure it I out qual- figure i qualified out. for the pga but i don't know where it's at <laughs> um all right so they they do that this is congressional it rains a lot as it often does in early july uh in the dc area uh, and it's so they set it up on Thursday. It's a little colder and wet. The course is insanely long for the women, like really long, plays really hard. They overcorrect a little bit on Friday. Tron is like suggesting Kerry Haig is, should be deposed from his duties and just because they made it too easy on Friday. But it's Tron, pretty Tron and, Tron and Randy during so major weeks the, yeah, are, are, they, they cannot be happy. They cannot be pleased. There's, I, I think the only thing that can please them is like a Shinnecock situation. So it's really hard on Thursday. It kind of sets up well for the big hitters. But Inji Chun shoots a 64. It's honestly, in no hyperbole, like maybe the greatest major championship round ever. Uh, it's one of the best rounds in tournament golf history. Strokes gained. By strokes gained, she gained 12.08 on the field during this tough, long day. Uh, Justin Ray tweeted the biggest strokes deferential in men's PGA was uh, 1980 was 11.38 by Gary Player. This was 12.08. Just an amazing NG Chun round that would allow her to go 75-75 on the weekend and still win. Like it wouldn't have her 75-75 I don't think would have gotten her on the cut line. But she shoots that on the weekend and still wins the women's PGA thanks to the 64 um, (laughs) on Thursday. Well, uh, thanks to the 64 and some other stuff. Okay, so we'll get... To, here's Lexi. <laughs> uh, I mean, Lexi takes the lead. We'll, we'll, here's... For, first start with this. Coverage was a complete disgrace. I know we get at coverage a lot. They set aside three hours. And to do this, they sent them off split tees and threesomes. Longest days of the year, they sent them off split tees and threesomes. The rounds were six hours long. That was because they wanted to get a 4 p.m. finish, even though sunset's whatever, 9 o'clock. On NBC, of course, Lexi's put on the clock as it takes three hours to play the first nine holes. And NBC doesn't get its finish at four o'clock because the rounds are taking six hours. Like it was just a mess that they, A, for a major championship, made them do split tees and threesomes for already players who were playing too slow. And you end up with six hour rounds and you don't get the coverage conclusion you want. You had only three hour coverage window, which you missed Lexi charging out into first play, getting into the lead on Sunday morning, the front nine, a bunch of good holes at congressional. You miss it all. Like this was a real, real problem with just the way we think about broadcasting. And for me, it's like, the low point of the year and how we schedule coverage and how it impacts the product, right? With six hour rounds. And then we had just come from Brookline where Fitz and Zalatoris, like the pace with two sums, you should play at two sums for Sunday at a major. That is just, and if you're not going to play in two sums, the reason shouldn't be to fit a TV window that you end up having no chance of finishing in because yeah. you're playing, was, you know, they're slow to begin with, but you know, the three sums totally jammed it up. Uh, so this was just a total mess. So Lexi, which we didn't see, takes the lead on the front nine. Then it's, I mean, this felt different than Olympic, quite honestly. It wasn't the slow bleed. She didn't have the lead. She was chasing down and then she had the lead. And we're like, all right, this is like the pressure hasn't been there all day. And now let's see what happens. She three putts from like three feet on 14. Really, you know, she's like, she's, just striping the ball. She's hitting the ball to like five feet, six feet. And then the adventure starts coming down the stretch. 
um, she three putts on from honestly three feet on 14. And we're like, oh, God, she's got to go to the one. arm lock. That's the first one. We're like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's happening again. Um, 15, which was so hard. Everyone was bouncing the ball over the green. The pin was way back, I think. She makes birdie there. It was impossible hole. I think that's where Minji Lee's chances to going back to back imploded. But she makes a birdie there. Then we go to 16, the par three. I don't want to do blow by blow, but this par is, five. It. is that par, par five. five. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, 16, the par five. She gets up there in two, like greenside in two. And ping pawns it. Oh, my so, God. So short grass. I completely grass. forgot about that. I, yeah. It was, didn't she... Did she pull putter? Well, she first chips through the green, then okay. pulls putter from the other side of the fringe and hammers it back. She made a double. And green she, side and two. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was two. Maybe it was three. But it, she made a double. She went ping pong one side or the other, first with chipping from short grass, then from putting with short grass, uh, from the short grass. I think she had a lead at the start of that hole and walked off two down. So between 14, 15, and 16, just the total Lexi roller coaster. Insane birdie with two really, really terrible, you know, moments up on the greens. Um, so NG Chun completes the win. It's honestly the wildest, weirdest wire to wire win. It's technically a wire to wire win, right? She led after every round, even though she lost it there on Sunday. Uh, Lexi kind of gives it to her. Lexi had a birdie putt. Uh, at 18, it just like it didn't even scare the hole. It was just like a total, another exhilarating, exhausting uh, Lexi Sunday afternoon. Probably the major of the year for the women's side, mm-hmm. right? In terms yeah. of venue, Lexi compelling drama. Um, she's Lexi's also hit with a slow play fine, walking <laughs> off the course. I had injury, the insult or insult to injury. They hit her with that's a slow so, play fine. That's so. Awful. <laughs> she's put on the clock, I think, multiple times, or their group is during during the day. Uh, just an exhausting uh, roller coaster ride. It um, is. A, it's like mentally exhausting to watch Lexi in 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 the heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, this was a this was a really intriguing Sunday, though. It was much more interesting than Travelers. Uh, also, this week the Open says it won't disinvite players, which we just heard about the Masters. Uh, Potty Harrington wins the U.S. Senior Open. Houghton Lee knocks off Thomas Peters. At the International Open, and there's some handshake drama. Like Houghton Lee is like burst into tears. He's really he's got emotional. those glasses like, too. The, doubled he's over. Got the great yes. look going. He's yes. got the like the big, big, somewhat circular glasses going. Yes. Yep. Uh, so he wins, and he doesn't apparently doesn't shake Thomas Peters' hand, and people are wondering like, is there beef there? What happened? Euro writers are very worked up about that. Um, I mentioned like the live defections and Wolf and Chikara, the Slime Cup takes place (laughs) which was a big one on saturday night i think in in la uh there's a wapa washington post article on uh pumpkin ridge where the gm of pumpkin ridge or a part owner says there's no question the saudis have a horrible record in the terms of human rights we can't condone that but when i put on my golf hat I'm excited to see where some of the best players in the world come out here to play golf so quickly puts on his golf hat that got pilloried um there's I did notice there's a million deleted tweets now from the official live golf. Oh yeah. Handle. I'm just trying to find stuff. There's nothing there. This is going to be Bryson's first. Can I burn event. one of my favorite deleted tweets? Yes. But it's yeah. from the open. Yeah. They tweeted um 60 they tweeted 65 to win live uh Portland. 
and it was a picture of Brendan Grace open week. What will he shoot at? At like it was. I, I don't have at the it old right course for, at the old course, and he wasn't in the field. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you try to find any live tweets from like June, July. They're just not. They've been deleting a lot. Um, so this is Bryson. The weekends. It's. I think it's Bryson. Do you have this in yours? Bryson's Instagram post. It's his first live event going to Portland. No, I don't. It, it's him looking out a private plane window. I saw lots it, of tweets about it, but I didn't. I didn't the co- the caption is just quite redundant. Looking forward to the future, which is like, what do you? Well, you can't look back to the future. <laughs> looking forward to the future, Bryson just staring out a plane. Like here were a bunch of Instagram posts of Bryson sitting by himself on a plane, looking contemplative, like staring out the window. He did multiple posts like that, so he gets you know people have fun with that. Um, lots that's all lots I got. of tweets about that. Lots of uh, with different captions. Uh, that's all I got for uh, for this Travelers Week. A, a hefty week in the world of golf. Yeah, and another hefty week, the John Deere week. It's not because of the John Deere. It's because of the <laughs> uh, because of Live Portland. So, yep. um, the week starts off with the uh, our one of our favorite uh, big things in golf, the Strategic Alliance. Good strengthen. Oh, okay. So it's uh it's announced that the tour has an increased stake in Euro Tour productions, and that the DP World Tour would become effectively the Corn Ferry Tour of Europe, top oh, ten God. in the All DP right. World Tour, right. uh, race to Dubai, get tour memberships. I don't know, you know, uh, we got this great big announcement. It's awesome for our tour. The goal end goal of our tour is for somebody to go play on another tour. That's what you want from a one of the games. Most historic uh, golf tours. Not we aren't we aren't uh you know equal with them. We are one hundred percent not equal with them, and that's <laughs> we're excited to puff out our chest and announce that we are a feeder tour now yep. officially. Yeah, um, they talk about co-sanctioning, right? The Scottish yeah. or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, the Corn Ferry Tour will go from twenty-five to thirty cards. So the top 30 in the Corn Ferry tar- uh, get cards, as well as an additional five cards for Q School. So this was big because obviously Q School has never gotten cards. I think that starts next year. Um, European Tours link season starts, but they're playing an inland what non-links they do? course. K- I think it was, K-Club? Uh, or- yeah, I think it was K-Club. It was either K-Club or Mount Juliet. Might have been Mount Juliet. Yeah. Um, link season. That that event, cool winner Adrian Marunk won. Um, ah, yeah, big win for Poland. Yeah, first one for him, and uh, you know Poland. So really cool. Uh-huh. We'll get that out of the way. Um, and all this happened. The strategic alliance happened because there was a huge rumors, like lots of smoke around the public investment fund just purchasing DP World Tour and yep. wrapping it into live, and it and it got. It got Jay like Pelly had some leverage, and this is what it, he used his leverage. He he fashioned his leverage to make the DP World Tour a feeder tour. You know, there's a good case for worst golf executive of the year being Keith Pelly. In my opinion, I think he has he's played his cards maybe worse than Jay has. <laughs> yeah, they've both uh, taken their hits this this year. Yeah, you know, and it, it's. 
I mean, think about what the job is most every year before this. You're just kind of the steward, right? To keep things kind of, I, I don't know. You're not really challenged much, and they got challenged this year. So, I don't know. Grade, yeah, your, your job is, I think your job's kind of like a salesperson when you're in that position. Right. Salesperson and account manager, where you're just like keeping everybody happy, but then you're also like in, involved with like growing purses and and you know, but then you're keeping players and sponsors happy. And this year right. when, when the chips were down and you had to make real hard decisions, you saw like some a lack of critical thinking and strategic thinking skills from, from the leaders in golf. All right. Um, all right. So let's go to live Portland. The new talking point this week, obviously week one was really force of good. Force of good was the big talking point. Oh, God. Week two becomes... Less golf, more money. That's the big talking point. Oh, week. that's right. Oh, man. Um, this la- is the famous. The, the 9-11 kind of Saudi Arabia um, the families. connection. Yeah. The families yeah. are, are brewing. Obviously, I think that really was the main fo- like the big thing, at, one of the big things at Bedminster. Um, because of the proximity to New York, but it's 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 brewing here. Started this it's first U.S. event, yeah. right? Uh, first so. U.S. event in like you know I think uh, like one of the obviously in Portland it's like it's just kind of an odd place for the first U.S. event to be. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I remember the 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 remember the uh, restaurant that they hosted at was like a it was super- like this <laughs> crunchy crunchy granola. It's a women based, all women owned women like, and there you have like I don't know that they knew they signed up to host like the Saudi event, you know, Greg Norman types. But yes, it was it looked like a very progressive owned restaurant hosting the party or yeah. event space, I should say. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into some player comments. This is fun. We important thing just to note at the top of all the people that talked, the two that came out looking the best were Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. I think I remember this. This the is bars un- were lower. Unbelievable. Them, right? Yeah. Yep. And I think like you know, you could you could think about it a couple ways. Like one of the things when I was doing research I started to think about was like these guys are the only two guys that are used to being in hostile press conferences. That's and we might be like underestimating that they're actually like somewhat equipped to, to deal with these things. Somewhat, somewhat. somewhat. Bryson steps in it every time, but yes, oh yeah, <laughs> he's equipped. He's equipped. He's experienced at least. All right, so. Asked if there was something the PGA Tour could have done to thwart the live golf effort or improve. Patrick Reed said, listen to the players for once. Didn't we just have in the prior episode that Justin Reed had a direct line to the PGA Tour comms and executive leadership? Unbelievable comment. (laughs) Listen to the players for once. Kepka acted like an eight-year-old. Who just had his like toy taken away from him? He was just the most immature. I mean, it, it was about the worst. Brooks Kepka's like been icy. He's been immature. He's been a lot of things over the years. Contrad- Self contradictory, right? This you know. was, you know, I think where anybody that like ever and I, you know, like I'll t- I defended Brooks for a number of years. Like he's this is just the way he is. 
this is where he lost the plot, lost everybody beyond the fact that he's there. But like, he was awful. He was just like, he was not like people are just doing their job there. And you're, you're just being a complete asshole. He was hostile. Yeah. Uh, to kind of benign questions. It wasn't like people really got in this kitchen, but he was I mean, going to, he had to know he's going to be asked about different controversial subjects. There's, there's downsides to every occupation. And one of the downsides to lives, the occupation of live is, is hostile, uh, difficult questions. Right. You know, you're going right. to have to answer for the nine figures of cash that you just took. Right. Uh, my opinion changed. That was it. You guys will never believe me, but we didn't have a conversation till everything was done at the U.S. Open and figured it out and just said I was going one way or the other. Here I am. It's just... There's no I mean, way. Yeah, right, right. You'll the never day after the that. U.S. Open, all right. of the social medias were accounts right. were scrubbed. Right. And he was evasive. Yeah. At the U.S. Open. Like I said, opinions change, and I feel very comfortable with the decision I made. I'm happy, and I did what's best for me. I don't think he looked very happy. No, he was... I mean, he's sitting there between... What was it? Pat Perez and Patrick yeah. Reed? Like, it's just like the definition of people he wouldn't give the time of day. You know, he's just, he wants to be this major slayer, right? Real competition, real athlete. I'm a real athlete. I only win the biggest events. And he just was reduced to like being this defensive. He, I think he snapped back at, I want to say Adam Woodard golf week, call the man, like get find a slant man, find a new slant man, or, you know, just kind of yeah. like was very pissy. Um, yeah, it was not good. Just Pat kind Perez. of like the, the dissolving of really any, any thing that you could latch onto in terms of Brooks Kepka. Yep. Uh, Matt Wolf. These are great, great quotes. I think, you know, it's hard when you're out there struggling. And obviously, he's been open about mental health like and, uh-huh. and everything. So I, I want that to be a caveat. But this is a 22-year-old or 23-year-old, probably approaching nine-figure air, maybe at this point. And he's probably into the nine figures for playing golf. Before live on Before, course, yeah, right, okay. I mean, well, he had huge. Nobody had his sponsorship deals like paled in comparison to Hovland and um, Morikawa when they came out. Like when Matt Wolf turned pro, substantially more. Yeah, right? like yeah, okay. I think I think his his tailor made deal was in the eight figures. Okay, when he turned pro, so like the yep. day he turned pro, he. Yeah, was, I didn't mean on course. Sorry. I yeah, mean, yeah. He was, was like prior could, live. Yep. Could retire and never yep. work a day in his life and be, you know. So like let's just keep that in context. I think you know it's hard when you're out there struggling. You've got to play three, four weeks in a row. And you feel like you're in a rut. i you feel like you just can't get out of it. And you know, here being able to really prepare, have more time. I mean, also, I know this is my job. But it's like on your off weeks, too. I mean, sometimes when you're traveling for three weeks in a row and you've got one week off, my coach, he lives in California. So it's like, do I want to spend time with my girlfriend and my dog at home and enjoy my time off, sleep in my own bed, or do I want to go travel again across the country 
and go work with my swing coach and then not have time for that. So lots of things to unpack here. You could not live in Florida. You could fly your coach out to Florida. You could get a new coach. You could could set up your schedule. You could set up your schedule so you don't play three weeks in a row because that's an option. There's probably kids. Probably only one one time that you have to play three weeks in a row. That's that's the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs. That's the only time that you're actually like probably have to play three weeks in a row. The great thing, one of the big advantages of the tour and Monahan and every player, you get to set your own schedule. Right. So not to mention you're flying private everywhere at your at your worth value, your the what you're bringing every year. You're one of the tour players who flies private event to event. So this is not, you know, as much of a it, it's just absurd. And I'm hey I can sympathize. I hate travel. I travel a ton. It, 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 it's awful. You know, I understand like when you're away. I also have a kid and, and a wife and it's a little bit different, but travel is not fun. I get it. All right. But this was just an absurdly out of touch comment that just, you know, and it's not like it's getting any better for him. Right. Right. I mean, his schedule next week could be, you know. Or next year, going to Australia after the Masters, right? I mean, I don't know that he's in the Masters, um, but yeah, just a lot. I don't know that his schedule, he's, he's not in the Masters a lot more than he would, you know, as a PGA Tour member. But yes, Man. we pounced on the dog. Matt Wolf isn't going to be in any major next year unless he qualifies for the U.S. and Open Championship. That's the thing, too, right? Like, that's sad. God, remember the PGA at Harding Park when he almost won? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I At some point, we got to do like a sadness rate ranking. Maybe it's like when we get into the into the major season. I don't know what's the most sad about like, is it is it Brooks? Is it this well, we, four time major winner? We talk about this a lot this summer, in, in, this past summer in, in review. There was Brooks, Phil was a debate for a while. Matt Wolf, uh, to me, is like right up there. Yeah. Like when you think, when you zoom out, there's a, there was a uh, tweet that we made from the Fried Egg account years ago. And it was when it was the Olympia Fields invite. Where uh, Matt Wolf and Morikawa played together, it was really it was final round. It's why you mm-hmm. should go to like to to big college. time college events. Yeah, you know they played final round together. You saw two of the like you know obviously Morikawa at this point two time major winner, um, different style play. But we tweeted out his swing said the future of golf, and, and I stumbled across like Will tweeted from the account like didn't mean <laughs> mean it in this context. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, moving on his, his dog, more time with his dog. He's a 23 year old multimillionaire. Brandel's comments are refuted about the contracts weighing against, um, uh, yes. Future earnings are, yeah, are the future, yeah. future earnings purse winnings. Yeah. Sports business journal reports that, uh, live is seeking branded teams and franchises a la F1. So that's the kind of the first we've heard of that. Fred Couples just goes nuclear. Just oh, goes is, off. Is this when he calls Pat Perez a grain of sand or something? Or yes. On our tour? Okay. 
I think this is a family thing for me. I'm a little peon from Seattle, but I know where the money's coming from, and I think my family would disown me if I ever went. If I went, of course, that's easy for me to say because I'm not going. So I can actually tell you whatever I want to tell you. These guys, you've seen their interviews, right? Have you ever seen Phil look so stupid in his life? They know it's a joke. They're all saying they want to change golf. They're doing it for the better of golf. No one has said, hey, when I look back 50 years from now, we'll have made this tour uh, what it is. No one has said that. You know why? Because they're not going to be around in three years. I don't think I'll ever talk to him again about Mickelson. What for? I'm not in the same boat as him anymore and probably never will play golf with him again. I'm not saying that to be mean. We're just in different orbits. And then obviously, he, he, as you alluded to, he calls uh, Pat Perez a grain of sand. PGA On our tour. tour. It's just yeah. not. It doesn't matter. Okay. God. Freddie popped off. Westy and Poulter are ready. Uh, now to tell the world that they're ready to sue the DP World Tour if they aren't allowed to play in the Scottish. Which preempts Billy Boy's comments the next week where yeah. like, these guys uh, yeah. want to talk about just, playing less and just go. Yep. We'll yep. get into that. Then uh SI, Sports Illustrated, you know, maybe maybe the pillar of independent journalism this summer. I say that in a facetious manner because they ran a really weird Harris poll in oh. SI about live. Just a poll for no reason, unbylined poll saying what live is great or something i they might have been the fastest growing media outlet golf media outlet in in the uh in the world this summer si golf yeah i mean it's a larger conversation for another day but some things definitely were going on there and are going on and i don't know if the the you know the the oversight there they may be not concerned with what's happening with golf i have no idea but um yeah it's interesting reed finally has a hat sponsor as you remember at the beginning of the year there's reports that he wasn't getting paid by pxg to wear a hat remember he was wearing the titleist hat at one point he wasn't getting paid to wear that yeah yeah. There's just like this influx of hats you know usually somebody wears the same hat all year round reed yeah. Reed is switching hats about finally he has his sponsor, Live Golf. Okay. Live Golf. Oh hat. yeah, he's live 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 logos everywhere. That's yes. right. Yes. I forgot about that. Um so Monahan live has hat. comments about like the play Liv's playing outside the ecosystem. It's like a big, you know, quote. Like they yeah. are they aren't interested in playing in in the ecosystem. So Norman posts a picture back in like the production area of the NBC Sunday night football oh, truck. And it's just it's a, a, it's just a F you to Jay Monahan about playing out, uh, in the ecosystem because obviously NBC is a rights partner to the PGA tour and they're also doing production work for live. I mean, well, it's like a third party. It's not NBC. It's a third party production truck some other company that probably has also done sunday night football there's no yes. way it was actually nbc itself but yes okay 
I misspoke there. But no, it's if- fine. It's fine. But yes, Norman was a beautiful. I mean, we're just trolling the shit about ecosystem and all this stuff. All right. Early in the week, Sergio does an Insta story hawking tickets. You picked up on this. He's uh, hawking tickets with his whatever his Sergio is. Uh, his grumpy, grumpy yeah. Spaniard 25 uh, discount code to sell some tickets. Sure, lots of takers in Portland on those. <laughs> and he remarks his team is set, which points again to that there is no real draft. Once again, a fake draft. You, you're yeah. just all over this. And then also, also dropped a bombshell. This, I don't think anybody was more disappointed about this news than DJ Piahowski, who throughout the year would just Fireballs. tweet out the Fireball logo. But he announces that his team name and logo are changing. So who knows what it'll be in 2023. This is the second event. They're event number two. <laughs> We're just like, what? teams are changing. Logos are changing. Nothing matters. So to that end, all the teams are, the teams are announced. And like everything's different. All the players. Yeah. Yeah, all the players around. on yeah. the teams, like new captains, like and it's like, wait, what what happened? Right. You right. can't like what are you doing? Like, this is supposed to be part of the like intrigue of this league. And there's no like this guy got traded for this guy or this this happened. This is why this guy's the captain. It's just like, nope, we're just changing everything. And obviously they got a bunch of new players. So Right. Um along those lines, Poulter is out as Majestic's captain. Westy's it. So maybe some team turmoil with the Magic. Forgot about the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's the the round kicks off. Round one kicks off. We'll get into the the some of the Fultz and Arlo commentary, but the, maybe the most ridiculous thing about this whole production this whole week was the absurd feature on the on the Reed's family trip to the Greenbrier. <laughs> Forgot about this. So this is again. This video is all centered around the talk, the big talking point, live talking point of the week. More time with family. Which so it's Patrick Reed talking about how he's got all this time, and they could go on this family trip to the Greenbrier, which is like funny to think about now because this preempts the Greenbrier as a 2023 host. Just so like announced this, as a venue for next this year. Must, this must have been in the works, in bed, but the Reeds, they, they're filming the whole family. And like, obviously, Justine's interior design from the Faraday interview, like years yeah. ago after he won the Masters, became like, you know, a big thing. Like the yep. style, the, the whole family ensemble from Justine's outfit to Patrick Reed's outfit to the kids is just insane. The screenshot, I mean, everybody just went off on this. A lot going on in the outfits. Yep. Busy, busy. That's interesting because didn't like within weeks, Reed announced he was playing like the Singapore International. Yes. He's like going all over. He's playing Asian tour events, international series events. European tour events. He's playing all sorts of stuff. Portrait. Yep. I mean, yep. like he's just trying to hold on to that top 50 world ranking. You know, he's right. like, he's like one of the guys super concerned about the ranking because I, I think like, you know, say what you will about Patrick Reed. I do think like of all the all the people, he is very concerned about playing major championship golf. Sure. 
I, like he took the bag of money, but I, I do like, listen, you can like, there are a lot of things about, yeah, he is a com- true grade a competitor. And I think that's like one of the things like, I mean, I, I think he's made a lot of, I think like maybe you look at Patrick Reed and, and his advisory council and you say, this could be where, but like, I could see a world where if he was in a different situation that his commentary, his embrace of live would have been a lot different. Sure. Yeah. Yep. He's a, he's yeah. He's a competitor. Who knows that that advisory council is basically his, you know, Christmas dinner table. Who's ever around that, but continue. You ready for some Fultz commentary? (laughs) Am I ever? Always ready for some Fultz commentary. I was talking to one young mid mid adolescent fan who was really enthusiastic about live golf in general. <laughs> mid adolescent, <laughs> the concept of that being a thing was people like, "What? What do you say?" I forgot about that. We understand that the merchandise tent, which was ex- stocked extremely well, is already running low for the day. <laughs> I forgot about this. God, we understand. It's our understanding. The merchandise tent has been cleaned out. <laughs> Patrick Reed told me his wife, Justine, said to him she'd wow. never seen his teeth this often. He's smiling ear to ear, and that's refreshing. They all say to a person, it's the way it's supposed to be. They feel treated like royalty, and they are to us. Like this. They are treated like royalty on the PGA Tour. I mean, the PGA Tour created this monster a little bit, enabling Reed, but whatever. Go ahead. I mean, Jerry Fultz, whatever he got paid, I couldn't have been enough. And I've heard different various rumors about it. But like, you want to hear what I heard? What? 150K event. Which to me, for selling your soul. I mean, but you don't have to dance like this big of a circus clown. You don't have to, do you? Alleged, allegedly, he was he was at 15k an event on the LPGA, so 10x his. That's fine, and so he goes, but he doesn't also then have to talk about the mid adolescent selling out the merch. To, like you can also like still have some, I don't know, uh, sense of reality. Maybe not. All right. Arlo uses a burnt cheeseburger on the live telecast. He does? I yeah. forgot about that. Okay. Maybe Arlo's listening. Yeah. Um, and, and Jerry says something about, yeah, I've never heard of that one before. Um, Doug Ferguson wrote a very prescient piece, given the state right now, um, pointing out the immense hurdles get OWGR points and some of the criteria, field size, cuts, and different things, and how <clears throat> it seems like a very uphill battle for Liv to get OWGR points. Really starts to <clears throat> kind of heat up here. Bunkered reports that Swafford, Hudson Swafford, they don't name him, but <clears throat> very clearly Hudson Swafford is out of the Sea Island Mafia. Oh, I remember this. I remember <laughs> this being a thing. Like he's an outcast. He needs. To, he's been booted off the island, more or less. So, anonymous source says the player turned up at the club where officials proceeded to tell him they had canceled his membership because he had switched from the PGA Tour to live, 
and he was asked to leave. And obviously, Sea Island is kind of run by Davis Love III. Zach Johnson's a big Sea Island guy. You know, you go over there and yep. you can't that that's PGA Tour. Panavidra should think about moving to Sea Island because one of <laughs> one of Panavidra's big residents, uh, Cam Smith, defected. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, so Liv is so enth- enthusiastic about the progress. They move up the timeline for a full season to 2023. Uh, from 2024, this is I think this is like kind of the high water mark of Liv for the year. Yeah, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Because think- they they've just snatched all these big players. I mean, I think you could also point to after the open potentially being, you know, but this was a, a a really like this is the point where I think everything sat in with people that it's like, oh, this isn't a joke. They have a lot of guys and they could see in a not so distant future where because the other thing was this event went up against deer and you're like, wait, yeah, like, right. Deer's right. one of the worst fields ever. Right. And this is way better field. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And uh, But w- you would say I agree with you the point that this is the high water mark because we get to come in, in a bit, like live New Jersey against the, I want to say it was a rocket mortgage. And you have this take like, this is the future. It's just two kind of shitty, boring events. Like yeah. live New Jersey was a, kind of a joke not really interesting golf and then obviously rocket mortgage is pretty ho-hum and like i thought live like didn't really take the ball and run with it in a way they should have after the fedex cup right i mean i thought those events like didn't really land but anyways i I think you might be right that this was really the high watermark mix of that curiosity factor with sort of them getting some momentum but um all right uh Paul Casey to live. Nobody cares. <laughs> One of the more amusing things I found was that uh, the the 3M open organizer kind of kind of pops some guys. Oh yeah, I remember this. So I hate it. He said, "I hate it." He was the great. For, this is about Wolf. He was a great first champion. Let's face it; he's got some issues. His game is struggling. And I think he decided to take the easy money instead of working through his issues. Then Hollis Kavner, this was all in the Star Tribune, who I think is the yeah, tournament was, director. I, yeah, I know. he's one of the, he's like the leader of that event. Yeah, <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Happy to see some other players leave the PGA Tour. The slow players and things like that could speed up the round by an hour or so." <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> talking about Bryson. <laughs> yep. God. Uh, uh, let's see. So, do you know who won? This is yeah. I, I already spoiled this. Brent, was this Brent, the Let's Brandon, Go Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Chanting, let's go Brandon. First Brandon of Grace. many. Last, let's go Brandon. Chance on the live at a live event. Yep. And uh, he wipes himself down before his post round interview towel or interview with a president's cup towel. Because he got the champagne sprayed on him. Yeah, and he has a press cup. Uh, he has the international team president's cup towel that he like wiped. It, it just he's like made was, the team before. Yeah. You know. Well, he's hey. going to be a, probably on the team. Then. Uh, yeah, he would have been. Yep. Then we get the famous first four aces, the, the start of a dynasty. The four aces, unfortunately, got broken up this offseason. 
for a Cesar no more. That's right. Talor. But Talor had a great comment, his infamous comment. I haven't played a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, but can't imagine there's a whole hell of a lot of difference. God, this is just a bad stretch for Talor between that you're welcome tweet and this. This got, I mean, this was just red meat for the lion into the lion's den. I mean, you have JT like kind of trolling him the next week. He just set yeah. himself up as a pinata. JT says, I mean, at the JP McManus charity yep. event, yep. he said, I mean, it feels pretty close to a Ryder Cup today. <laughs> <laughs> Great JT comment. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to other golf news from live portland portland yeah first signs of augusta national lengthening the 13th thanks to eureka earth so we start to see the bulldozers out there uh-huh do you know who won the john deere i do only because of research i JT, overlapped jt poston goes wire to wire opened with a 62 just on a heater at this Would point i have remembered that at all he finished second the week before at travelers and in his last four starts, he had four top tens and nine starts. Will Nice went into this like JT Poston gets hot, and despite like he'll go on these runs, he always finishes like seventieth in the FedEx. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every like, time he's a feast yeah. or famine player. He's he's yeah. he's like a rich man's Martin Trainer, right? Very rich, rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got her up. Got her up, finishes T four at Deer. Uh huh. Remember it along the same line, same along the same lines. Pearson Cootie backs it up. He's on PGA Tour youth starts. He wins the week before, and he backs Maine. it up with like a third finish at the finishing third. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, both these guys are playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's playing year. NCAA's like four weeks ago. Yeah, and immediately, so yeah, yeah. But they didn't do enough to show their tour players. Right, they're they're on the right. corn ferry. Right, that's great, great for great for the PGA Tour. Really, really smart stuff going on there. I have to say this. I'm obliged to say this. Marty Doe won on the corn ferry tour. I'm obliged to say it just for Will. Big day yep. for Will. Big, Big Marty guy. Doe fan. The Doe boy. <laughs> Kyle Porter uh, tweet the John Deere strength of field this week is 54, which ranks as the 37th best tournament in the world in 2022, right between the Stein city championship and the Sudal open Sudal. Yeah. Over in Brussels or yeah, Belgium somewhere. (laughs) Not a good, not a good look. It was terrible. It was a bad, bad field. Dylan Fratelli tried to get just an egregious, uh, egregious drop on the 17th hole. It's John Deere. Thankfully, the tour official popped him. Who knows if if they would have popped somebody else. He hits his ball like in a tree, in a tree, and it goes down into like a hole in the tree. Yeah. You know, like if you look at a tree, there's the roots and there can be these holes. Right, right. And he's insisting that it's an animal hole and that he should get relief. That's right. That's right. And he starts talking. He's like, if this was an ant um, ant hole and it was down, yeah. would I be able yeah. to get a drop? And it, yep. and the, the official's like, no, you can't because there's no feasible way you can play a shot from here. <laughs> and it goes on for like five minutes. I mean, I Fratelli is that. like yeah. 
you can see it's just peak frugal for Telly trying to save a shot. He's not trying to pinch a penny here. He's trying yeah. to save a shot. Well, eventually, yeah. More. I shots, just would more like to point out, for Telly's not a sportsman like Westy. Going okay. back to it was right. a bad year for it was a bad year bad. for Westy, but we always have the open at Port Rush Port while Rush, he's in yeah. contention. Probably could have gotten a drop, but. It's very related to this. Says there's no and way JT I could play a shot on the drain at the U.S. Open. Yes. JT on the drain. So kind of the opposite of that. Fratelli looking to use the rules of an, as a at an advantage instead of like feasible. Bad look for the frugal one. Yeah. Uh, I this might be going into your into no, your. Ahead. Poulter, Otagwe, the Vile Man, and Harding granted injunction against the DP World Tour, which is going to allow him to play the Scottish. And Pelly's response was very Anma Justin Rose esque. Out of respect for JP McManus, or JP and Noreen McManus, their wonderful pro am and outstanding <laughs> fundraising they undertake on behalf of charities in the West of Ireland, I will not. Be giving a detailed response on this matter right now. It is important to remember, however, this is only a stay of the sanctions imposed pending the hearing of the player's appeal as to whether those sanctions were appropriate. So this is this that. is just such a, a parallel to the Anma when Justin Rose dropped Anma at the yeah. API yep. and Anma's response was out of respect to Arnold Palmer's tournament. We will not be educated. I forgot about this. So good. Out of respect to JP McGrath. Like, this is the biggest thing in the world of golf on your tour, for sure. <laughs> Just total punt. Out of respect to JP McManus. All right. That does it. Can I add one more thing real yes. quick that I just popped into my head? You're talking about Brooks. Like, obviously, we had a podcast. We got pretty worked up about Brooks. Really worked up. I've had people to- enjoyed it. I forgot Pat Perez saying he had to miss the birth of his child. Because he was of the shackles so of FedEx Cup that. play. Do you remember that? How worked up we were? Fat Perez was Fat Perez was as bad as Brooksy up there, but he's like, I had to miss the birth of my child to play Liberty National, which he never advanced out of. You know, he's got like whatever many hundred, uh, you know, millions of dollars in career earnings. And well, and you know, he he was in the FedEx like, Cup playoffs, and he made and the cut. Yeah. So he had made the made it made it the week before, which yeah. entitles him to bonus money. Right. Which would have been more. He he was complaining Fly about private. how much the private yeah. jet would have cost, yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, you had bonus money that like netted out above that because he played well, and then yeah, yeah he the journeyman bullshit, the thirty, uh, the, missed, the, the thirty. Which, by cut. the way, his wife could be pregnant when he's playing in Bangkok or Jeddah or something. Like it's the live doesn't enable him to you know. Now he he's got to go play. play. He has to play. So. I was just trying to remember why we were so mad about that press conference outside of Brooks. I know Pat Perez had several things about the tour, not listening to players too, but the missing the child, missing the birth of his kid because of the shackles of, of having to be a PGA tour member uh, was one of them. All right, let's get on to Scottish open, which is also Barbasol week. And this was when we were noted Barbasol. So Barbasol and Barracuda are co-sanctioned as well. Euro tour events. And I don't know if you'll recall, we were, got a tip. From across the pond. <laughs> so the PJ Tour starts helping their players with cash, stipends to travel to Scotland, right? But the Strategic Alliance is a one-way alliance. 
the Euro Tour guys are not getting any cash or help to go travel to Barbasol. They go travel to Reno. They I go travel to Bar- Barracuda. And amazing. they're getting like local caddies. They don't want to pay for that. Like, it's just like the strategic alliance of work where, you know, kind of the richer guys are getting a little cash to travel to Scottish. And the, you know, poorer guys are not getting any kind of help from the tours to go play in Kentucky and Nevada. Um, while we're on the Barbasol, Trey Mullinax wins it. He has to get to Scotland. We're wondering, is there like a direct flight from Lexington to Edinburgh? Like, how's he going to get in time? How's that going to work? Um, this week, Tiger and Rory are playing Bally Bunyan together. They do not play the Scottish Open, which is very cool. Like, people are into that. Tiger's across the pond. Uh, the JP McManus starts the week uh, before Scottish. There's a bunch of stuff. Spieth gets DQ'd. I forget why. I think he like just picked up his ball too soon and forgot there was like a pro portion of the event and maybe just thought it was just a pro-am. Um, Xander wins it, the McManus pro-am. We were like, oh, another kind of silly half event win for Xander. Um, <laughs> Tiger and Rom are overheard. I don't know if you remember that Geef golf geek like conversation about how yeah. to spin the ball and equipment. And I, I don't want to just repeat it here, but that was like a really cool moment from the McManus. Uh, and then it's also Tiger, a lot of good audio of Tiger. He's talking about his new realities. Like I have to shift over here and now he's talking to his amateur partner. Since my legs all banged up, it puts me in a lower ball flight. I have a spinnier ball, which offsets it. So I'm able to do it. Now, if I went to a hard ball and I hit the same shit, that ball is effing out of here. Like just, just a bunch of stuff about Tiger sw- swing. Now that with makes his new sense. leg. It's got to be really hard to load. Yes. To create yes. ground force to hit it high. Yep. And, and like the conversation with Rom is about like how he's shallow and how he's always played. And he's just wondering how like Rom, cause you know how Rom has very like foot issues, right? He talked yeah. about how he's born with a foot issue and, and how does Rom hit the draw match his equipment up with the swing? Um, uh, that was like good, like kind of hardcore, good stuff for the hardcore golf fan. Um, Shane Lowry says the split is absolutely not divisive. Look, there's Lee Westwood. I like him when asked about the split in the locker room. Cause this is really your first commingling of yes. guys who are out in the open, live defectors and playing with, you know, other tour members. Um, and Lowry would eventually say uh, it Wentworth, you know, a few months later, he goes one for the good guys, you know, after he says it's absolutely not divisive. Padre Carrington at the McManus, says um you know everybody's friends it's like christmas dinner or thanksgiving for your family uh you can sit here a sibling here or there at the table we'll americanize it you know republicans or democrats at thanksgiving dinner um politics maybe isn't mentioned um there's news that uh that gooch didn't think he would be suspended that's that was a tweet gooch wasn't aware he would be suspended he thought it would just be a one and done. The there was, there was no literature deciding. about about yeah, that. No, who could have seen that coming? There is. Now, talk about Morikawa Travelers. Jordan Spieth is rumored. I don't know who. Jordan Spieth, it's like Secret Tour Pro. Again, some of these diff- various accounts are saying Spieth is gone. He's going to live. Spieth has to issue a tweet statement saying, let me be clear, any reports that I'm contemplating competing anywhere other than the PGA Tour are categorically untrue. I'm not even in discussions with Liv. So Jordan Spieth has to go on the record. Like this is, again, becomes really kind of a part and parcel with golf this month or so. Um, Liv players, as you noted, get, you know, list the lawyers to gain last minute entry, and they do. They fight their way into the Scottish Open. It's Poulter, Grace, the Vileman, and Harding. 
Um, I think they jam them all in tea times together. Grace and Poulter are first off, uh, or, or Otago and Harding are first off, and Grace and Poulter play together only as two balls uh, leaning off the afternoon wave. So they kind of just stick them together. Um, you'll like this one. This is really good. So they're playing a Dare Manor for the McManus. And everybody's like, this is incredible. It's like a gust of light. And they're talking about the Ryder Cup having to come up. John Rahm comments for the Ryder Cup, they're going to have to quote unquote de-Americanize it, a Ryder Cup venue in Ireland, which is what you want. Going to play a Ryder Cup in Ireland, the Euro's having to say they have to de-Americanize it. Graham McDowell gives interview at the uh, McManus. Um, and he's pretty despondent, right? He goes, the amount of shit that's been written about is yeah. something I've never had to deal with. He talks about like he tries to make a he says the connection between the human rights abuse human rights abuses is a tenuous connection. Like, well, no, like every like foreign government in the world has concluded that MBS gave the orders. Like this is this was Saudi Arabian government. Uh, they also like the government is like he's just saying, no, it's a tenuous connection. Um, he says he's trying to sell a story, but he kind of understands the consequences of, of joining. Um, he goes, I've played golf all over the world for the countries. If you dub, dug deep enough, you might think, what am I doing playing golf here? Um, and then he kind of pulls the curtain down on the whole thing. That whole kind of first wave of defectors. He says, quote, I lost my spark a little bit. He'd struggled to compete and was battling injuries and he lost his spark. And this is the whole nut. It's, I'm kind of sick of finishing 150th in the FedEx and banging my head against the wall of the PGA Tour. It's hard. It's hard every week. You know, I paid my dues. I've done the right thing for 20 years of my life. And now I want to go and make some money in a fantastic opportunity. And it's like he didn't, didn't make any money doing what he did well, that's the true. last 20 years. That's true. But at the same time, he's also, yeah. We'll, we'll get to, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a report in the Telegraph about Sergio and Garcia, uh, Sergio flying off the handle. I think it was at the BMW International telling the Euro Tour guys, you're all effed. You're all effed. I hate this tour. And that was when Bob McIntyre kind of subtly tweeted out, like, I just lost respect for someone I've walked up to my whole life. Um, JT trolls Taylor Gooch. You mentioned that about how it was like a Ryder Cup. He added even more onto that, uh, just saying, like, there's no event on tour that's like those two cups. Uh, I wouldn't probably, probably wouldn't comment on saying that one is like the other because it's simply not. You can't compare those. Um, let's get on to uh, the Scottish. That's the McManus. Zalatoris, there's an article on PGAtour.com, an equipment article, where Zalatoris, this is no fault to Zalatoris, and you tweeted about this, oh, what you love to see. The mishits are that much better. You might see my driving average pop up six yards because of the mishits are going that much farther and that much straighter too. So an equipment article on PGATour.com about Zalatoris's mishits going six yards farther and straighter, which I'd love you to see. <laughs> Billy comes on really strong, really hot at the Scottish. I mean, someone asked a question and he just went for like five minutes uninterrupted. He says, I can't stand here and be diplomatic about it. I'm one of 200 members on the tour. Uh, I am the tour. So when you're taking shots at the tour in Monaghan, you're just taking shots at them. You're taking shots at us. I think Justin Thomas said something to this effect on the No Laying Up podcast where it really started to dawn on him that if you're suing the tour, you're suing me. Um, Rory comes out actually at the McManus to the BBC and says like the two sides have to come together, which were like, wow, Rory's been such a strong advocate. Yeah. Is he walking his stance back a little bit? 
And then and then Kyle Porter had an interview the next week that he said I wasn't walking back. Yeah. And there's like this thought that McManus tried to sit everyone down at at the Ireland event. Um, So yeah, everyone's wondering like what's going on with Rory walking it back. Um, DL three. This I think the senior players, the senior players. DL three has the Pelly Pelly yips. He's talking about what Jay and quote unquote Scott Pelly have to do on the European tour in response to live. And there's like a sick in the transcript, just the greatest sick of all time. Run, run name. DL3 even has the Pelly Yips. Uh, it's, it's relatable. A live player led the first round at the Renaissance Scottish Open 61, but he was not a live player yet. He was the triangle man. Cameron Tringali shoots 61 at the Renaissance Club. There was everybody a wave felt, discrepancy. Everybody felt bad about his pairing at the uh, at, at the Open with uh, Bryson and uh, John Daly, but then they didn't feel bad oh, that's you know, right. four days that's later right. when he went The triangle man. So he shot 61. There was a big live disparity at, at Renaissance Club. Wind picked up. I can't remember the exact moment. Uh, Big bit of whimsy. Uh, Zalatoris, I think it was a Zalatoris chip or Fitzy chip, stopped. The ball stopped right on top of their poker chip <laughs> marker, and everybody had a lot of fun. Uh, the caddies are taking pictures of the moment. It's just like a big deal. It never happens, apparently. Stopped Do right you have on top the of the golf course. Chip. What was it, 18? They were in like three woods into it. I think it was 18. I think some guys couldn't get home in two. Yes, because the wind came up and they could. They, all I remember a story about Mackenzie Hughes burst into like the PGA tour setup guys and like cursed them out. Like what the hell are you guys doing? This is Mickey mouse. There was some anger about the Scottish open. I got to say, I don't have a lot on the Scottish open. I just think a lot of people were traveling to the open. People are pumped up about the open. People there just getting, wasn't a people lot. People were getting loaded at Muirfield lunch. <laughs> that happened too. <laughs> there just wasn't a lot of the coverage of the Scottish open. Um, so uh, 38 players broke par uh, on the first round. There was a three-shot difference in scoring average. So that was it. Spieth, you know, dabbles with the lead. And we're all fired up. Everybody's fired up. Spieth is kind of in the hunt. And you got the old course coming next week where he's done well. Uh, but makes him, like multiple doubles uh, and just kind of doesn't close the deal. Um, there's this famous, not infamous, famous, but there was this exchange with Michael Greller. He goes, this is no, this club, there's no way it's going to get there. I think at the par three, that was playing pretty difficult. Because no chance of getting there. It's in the air. He goes, that's 90 yards short. And it lands pin high. And Spieth is like a bit sheepish, has to like stare off Greller, who was right all along. Like, you got to hit this, hit this, hit this. There's just anger about the setup. Rom on the sixth hole is like talking about like F-bombing it. Like, if I can't spin it, but I also can't run it, he's like cursing the setup. Um so some angst about setup there. Um, we debate whether Xander's Scottish Open was the best of his career. Xander now has as many wins on the PGA Tour as John Rahm at this point. It's a little eye-opening. He led by four, trailed by two on Sunday. So it was kind of a roller coaster. Um, he was up to fifth in the OWGR with the win. Kurt Kitayama, Brandon Wu, and Jamie Donaldson all earned their spots via their Scottish Open win into St. Andrews. And the kitty cat would quickly be paired up with Phil Mickelson. Yeah. St. Andrews. I got that um, in there. I don't know why our recap on the senior players somehow devolved into a long, extended Frank Licklider, the second segment. Jerry Kelly, though, takes <laughs> home his... no recollection of why. Neither that. do I. Jerry Kelly takes home his second Bridgestone Senior Players Championship title in three years. That's at Firestone. 
Um, and then there's a lot on uh, the guys going to play North Berwick, right? At Renaissance, Max Homa went and played extra 18 at North Berwick. There's a lot of, you know, romanticism around that. JT Poston, who had just won at uh, Deer, as you recalled, jokes. He got, I, I just had the ultimate play better moment. I called ESPN radio this morning. They asked me to come on and they thought I was Justin Thomas, not JT Poston. And they introduced him as a two-time major championship, uh, two-time major champion. So they're on JT there. Um, and this is when OWGR, uh, OWGR chatter just like is starting to just really take off, as you noted. Like the, and everybody's looking into like who controls seats on the OWGR board. Um, and that's it. That's all I got for this week. Scottish Open winner, Xander, a lot of McManus, whimsy. And we're on to uh, the last men's major of the year, the Open Championship. All right, so we uh, we cut it here and have uh, yeah. have a have a new episode after uh, after yeah, the, after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we'll pick the last men's major and kind of get on. Look at that! At the end of the season, light at the end of the tunnel. Here we're we're, we're moving, moving. Gonna be, live. We're going to be at our our ten mark. It's just it's inevitable. The live start of the season just slowed this to a crawl. Right when we had actual logos and team <laughs> names and events, it just you're having two two events a week, right? So we we've slowed down a little but, bit. But you know what? what? We we did 10 parts last year. It'll be 10 this year. We're into mid-July. All right, we'll see you next week after Christmas. Hey, Enjoy b- your holidays. Happy, happy uh, Merry Christmas. Can you say Happy Christmas? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Merry absolutely. Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, Happy Hanukkah or Happy Holidays, whatever whatever your Happy uh, New Year. Yeah, Happy we'll New Year. We'll be back with yeah. you. We'll be back with you before the end of the new year. 